This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hey, it's Mandy Hoskinson, owner of Zole, tuning in from sunny Los Angeles. Hi, Mandy. It's funny that you say that it's sunny because it's going to be a little past this moment when when this goes live, but we just kind of went through our hurricane. And so our hurricane, as I'm going to put that in air quotes, and (laughs) not to like diminish, because I know some people were hit hard, but we, I was not where I am in Orange County, and so it was, it was kind of funny, but, but the sun is out, and <laughs> here we are, alive and well. <laughs> we're feeling grateful, and like as yeah. a lawyer, I'm sure you were thinking the same thing I was thinking, which is like, the cities don't want to feel liable, so they're right. going to make it big, and they're going to yes. make sure people were warned. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, and the warnings were intense. Like, it yeah. was every three minutes, so... I don't have a good way of tying that in to what we're going to talk about today, so I'm just going to jump over there. So in your agency, you do a lot of social media, and so we're going to focus in on social media, but today we're going to talk about getting beyond LinkedIn, because while that is the big platform where a lot of lawyers get a lot of attention and success, there's more options out there, and so we're going to talk about those. And so the title for the show today is Beyond LinkedIn, Exploring Social Media Platforms for Lawyers. So thanks for being here. And yeah. let's start with what's the first platform you think beyond LinkedIn that lawyers should consider? That's such a great question. I absolutely agree. Everyone should be on LinkedIn. And sure. I think the second one is wherever your audience is. I know it's such yes. a lame answer, but no, we were- but it's not. Yeah, we work in venture capital. And so despite all of the drama with Twitter and X, that's the place to continue to be in tech. But if you work with creatives, for example, there's a great lawyer in LA, Rob Freund, he's an influencer lawyer. And so he has a fantastic Instagram and that makes a lot of sense. And he is breaking into vertical video. And so that's where his audience is. Don't forget that it's not only how you're gonna reach people and talk to them, it's also your portfolio. So someone's gonna scroll your website and then they're gonna look at a bunch of social media icons on your website, they better be there. And then they're gonna click on the one that they feel the most comfortable with. And then they're gonna scroll that. And so wherever those people are is where you should be thinking about demonstrating who you are elsewhere. Okay, so I have a couple follow-ups from uh, already from what you've already said. Yeah. The first thing that popped out was this, I'm imagining them scrolling through the website and getting to those icons, and then you said they're going to pick the one that's where they're the most comfortable. How do you figure that out? How do you figure out where your audience is and which, because like for, for me, and I'm sure for you too, yeah. I'm present on a bunch of social media, pretty much most of them, except like the ones that are dying, like Clubhouse. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how do you figure out, like if you were going to look at my activity and where I'm present, how do you figure out which one I'm most comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Uh, data. That'll be like always the first answer, which is like, what are people clicking on? Yes. The other one is, is audience research. So okay. 
we've actually lost audience information because of the iOS update that locked down a lot of people's information. And so marketers, there, I saw an article recently that said, what do we do in a cookie-less world? Which yeah. was so funny to me because it sounds like cookies, like we eat. It's still funny to me, even though <laughs> yeah. I use them. Right. But in a cookie-less world, your data is going to be less reliable. So that's something to understand. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is is research out in the world. And so eMarketer is now owned by Business Insider. However, uh, SoCal, and I'm sure many people in large cities, the library pays for it. So that's a sometimes $1,000 a year, sometimes $1,000 a month information source with some of the best information about the internet, but free through libraries. And one overview over the past couple of years will tell you where people are with certain interests, certain certain brand affiliations, certain income levels, and thinking big picture about your audience, segmenting them and thinking where they're going to be. I, I think it's fantastic. I know that you said you're in a lot of places and writers yeah. like are often told, write what you know. Yeah. And it's okay to go to your native platform, the one that feels the best to you, where people are. That's something I've been reflecting on in my own social media, which is I'm being a lot more successful in the places that I understand that yeah. the people my age, the people in my, my demographics from my work to my location really love. Yeah. And I was kind of really stretching myself to fit into another platform. Yeah. And now that I'm back home, I'm having fun again. And yes. so, yeah, yeah, don't don't wreck yourself to fit something, but also know who's where and how often you should talk to them. I think that's two really solid pieces of advice. So find out where they are, but also find out where you feel comfortable so that yeah. you're not like trying so hard to be something that you're not like that is painful and cringy to watch yeah. when someone is trying to. So even when I talk to lawyers about, there's some clients that we've had where they've had success on TikTok. Now that is not where you typically find lawyers, but in rare cases where they find these little pockets of, of opportunity, they can do that. But those, none of them are doing like dances and little weird, none of them are doing that. They're still no. being a lawyer. So mm -hmm. like you don't want to be trying so hard that people like y your colleagues would look at it and you'd be embarrassed to show them at like a networking event. You're going to yes. still, for example, there's an immigration attorney that we worked with and she speaks fluent Spanish. And this was a couple years ago during the pandemic where there was all these immigration issues going on. Yeah. And so she was just putting out useful information. She's sitting in a suit at, in her office, but yeah. she's speaking Spanish and using Spanish hashtags. And so she's mm -hmm. automatically just honing in on this very targeted audience. And she got amazing results from that. But no dances, no music, no like weird, embarrassing things. She's still being a lawyer. So you're talking about the e-marketer. E-marketer or e-marketing? The uh, e-marketer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now called insider intelligence. But if you go back in time in any article, you'll see the red E from okay. decades of research. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you're digging into that and you're looking at the information about, let's say you, let's say you're an immigration lawyer. Let's just go off of that idea. And you're digging in and you're looking for clients who would be searching for your types of services. How do you then take the information that you see mm -hmm. on those pages and translate that into part of your strategy and action plans? This is why we have jobs, right? Yeah, I, it's exactly. Such, it's, yeah, that was kind of a leading question. 
It's a big question. And yeah. and I'm a big believer in sharing all knowledge. I don't think sure. anyone can do the job like I can. I think it's funny when people are like, that's my secret sauce. It's just like, you're not going to, but go sit down and do it, right? No, no and but, honestly, just to jump in for one second, yeah. I have a lot of people who will contact us and ask about like places like Wix and Squarespace and why they shouldn't just do their website themselves. And I'm like, do it. You go try that and call me in six months and we'll have another conversation because I'm not here to try to tell you not to do that. I'm here to provide value when you see it. And if you don't see it yet, then that's not, we're not in the same place. We're not, this isn't the right conversation. So I'm not going to waste your time. You're not going to waste my time. So you go try that. You try to do your own social media. You try to put up your own website. You try to do your, all your own marketing, all your own bookkeeping, all your own, change your own oil in your car, do all of those things. And then see how much time you have left to be a lawyer. <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. I have found that those are the best customers because their empathy, patience, and willingness to write the check every month is so much smoother. Like everything, (laughs) they're just so much more grateful. Just like I was grateful for the sunshine post-hurricane and hurricane drama. I have found those customers to actually be really wonderful because they have a taste of it and know that it's a lot of work. So getting to your question, translating that. No, no, I love it. And, and, Exactly. Like other people can empathize. And so for taking data from an e-marketer and translating it, I love that you brought up TikTok. And I've recently, we do executive marketing. That's kind of what we call like individual marketing for specific people. Our recommendation to all companies, all clients right now is that your C-suite needs to be on social, period. Their face needs to be making content. That is very dicey. So like as an agency, we've actually stayed really far from it. I'll never forget when we interacted with someone's ex-husband because (laughs) no one had told us that name. We had done a huge intake, right? It wasn't a big deal, but... It's one of those things, it's like it's like a micro example of why yeah. having someone else do your marketing is very complex and yeah. requires a lot of brain dumping and a lot of documentation. And oftentimes, at least in the case of like our pricing and our structure, that isn't worth it. So you need to have your internal marketing team working really closely with your CEO and probably your CEO interacting. I imagine the people on your podcast are like me, where you're still kind of holding it in your hands, you're getting some support, you're sort of straddling it. Right. The interesting thing about TikTok, and I think this will be helpful to people in thinking about it, is that I actually told a client that I would not take her on on TikTok because she's a local business and I refuse to waste people's money. I told her that TikTok is a suggestive algorithm. What's really fantastic about TikTok is that you can reach a massive audience in a lot of places that very specifically want to know what you're telling them. And so for something like U.S. immigration, there are dozens of Spanish speaking countries that need that information, want that information, not to mention all of the citizens within the U.S. that need that information. And so through Spanish hashtags, they're going to reach them. However, if she only serviced her city, that would be pretty useless. Yeah. Half a percent a quarter of a percent of people would be her potential customers. And then you would have to take that visibility and translate it into becoming a customer. And this customer that I told not to get on TikTok, she's a local educator and she provides services to districts. And she added a business advisor who was personally reaching out to people on LinkedIn and setting up coffees for her. That's what she should be doing. She's a local business, right? Yeah, exactly. 
it's this shiny object. What platform should I get on? This person has had success, so I should be there. Yeah. I also call this like conference knowledge where somebody went to a conference. Yes. I love that. Dude. Yes. And I. So good. And I, like my job is to predict when someone's going to be unhappy because yeah. I'm a service provider and I don't, I need to understand what your expectation is yeah. and what your information source is and tell you what a realistic expectation is. Yes, yes, yes. So, and so coming back to that, like, let's say you are, so you, you now know the TikTok algorithm. And this is the kind yeah. of thing where that's why a social media manager is important. You can go yes. read an article and see the success, but understanding the tech of why it works. Yeah. And then to your point, dances, understanding what the audience likes, including the vast array of audiences that are there. Yeah. And then how to translate that into your own marketing is understanding how they talk, understanding where they talk, and then understanding what comes through, through experimentation and research. The last thing I'll note, because I, I did write it down, we are working with, get ready for this, it's a lot of acronyms, it's two acronyms, an IVF AI company. So in vitro fertilization, oh my gosh. <laughs> artificial intelligence. This isn't like CRISPR babies or anything. It's just like <laughs> helping get your data to your doctor that's more complex because you have a lot of complex data that oftentimes you have to bring in a spreadsheet to the doctor, which yeah, is not sure. helpful. And this is live reporting up to your doctor. They're nice. so cool. And interestingly, of course, there's not a lot of fertility tech accounts that are doing really well. Yeah. And so my team is sort of they, they were bringing examples that I didn't consider statistically significant where, yes, this is working on their account, but we're talking like six likes versus nine likes. And I need to see real data that yeah. hits a certain critical mass of actually being mathematically reliable. Yeah. And so go find someone in a similar service providing category. So this is someone trying to become a mom. So yeah. I looked into registry accounts, right? Registries yep. have been around for a long time. Sure. And IVF is a high cost service. So find the high cost registry. And this registry I knew just from being online and being the owner who's always researching, this registry had just opened a Beverly Hills retail location to let Beverly Hills moms experiment with things that could be on their registry. Oh, really nice stuff. Nice, yeah. So then take that account that's investing a lot, obviously, into marketing that they opened a space. Take that account, see what they're doing, see what's working for them because it's for a similar audience and see if it makes sense for your audience. Yes. That's how you're a pioneer. That's how you truly understand your audience's full picture because they're only going to follow a couple of these tech accounts, but they're, they're right. following a whole family accounts. And how right. do you fit into that family and speak like that family in a way that works and not pay the money to do the research to find out? Oh my gosh, that is so that is so valuable. So there's two Good. like really big follow-up things that yeah. I just wanted to underline with that because the first one is to kind of go back to this idea of finding the right inspiration and aspirational type sites and accounts because the legal industry, let's just be honest, there's not a lot of like there's no one I would consider an influencer. There's no one that's doing like groundbreaking work. There's no one that I can even think of that has like millions of followers or even hundreds yeah. of thousands like it's yeah. it's mainly a few thousand here and there so even when I've done my own research 
I'm not looking at the legal industry. I'm just not because like that's not inspirational. There's not great accounts out there that are doing groundbreaking work. Everyone, it seems in the legal industry is kind of doing the same thing as everybody else. So like get yourself outside of that little box. That is such a really, I feel like so many lawyers cannot do that. And it's like, that's going to be a little like light bulb moment for a lot of people like, oh my gosh, I I can look at other places. (laughs) And, you know, think about the life experiences that your audience is going through. And think about the income level is, and, and, that comes from talking, which I know lawyers are doing with their audience, and of I know course. their audience, your your customers, your clients, yeah. right? So if right. they're buying a new house, they're following, depending on who they are, if it's a man, if, if it's anything like my man, they're following like Zillow accounts right. and like carpentry accounts. Right. And if it's a woman, it's also those two, Zillow and carpentry, and it might be might lean to court. Being a little sexist here, but also right. I'm a marketer who understands patterns, and this is the pattern associated with exactly. it. Exactly. Well, yeah. and like we work with a lot of cannabis companies, legal companies, cool. law firms that are working with cannabis companies. Think about like all the stuff they're potentially looking at. They are not just thinking about the law and cannabis. Like those are not the only two hashtags and search terms they're using. They're setting up a business. They want to know about the financing. They want to know about all the things surrounding their business. And so you can be a resource for all of those things. And just kind of taking one little step outside of that is going to set you aside from everybody else because they're not thinking of it. The other thing that I wanted to come back to that you mentioned earlier was when you're talking about TikTok and the difference between a local business and someone who is going to search, that can be really critical. So knowing your practice area, a lot of firms are only there. They only have the jurisdiction of that state. And so they can't do that national search. There's very few firms that we've worked with that can do a national search and work with people across state lines and they're doing federal work or whatever the case might be. But the majority of firms are confined to either your state or maybe the next state over. So keep that in mind. That's really important to keep in mind when it comes to TikTok if your search is limited to that local geography. So what other platforms? So we talked about TikTok. We talked about LinkedIn, kind of threw a little shade at Clubhouse. What other platforms should should lawyers and kind of business people be considering? Oh, you also mentioned Instagram a little bit here and there. And then what what is the deal with X and what are we calling it? And I can't, I I have a hard time like not calling it Twitter and tweeting and all of that. Like it's, that's going to be rough. Yeah, same. I have so many feelings about Elon Musk. I, I'll speak to, I'll kind of tie in what we were talking about, which is thinking about the actual goal of your marketing. And this is something that I set my clients down and I say, what is your company's goals? Yeah. What is, what is your past, present, future of your company? What is your marketing goals? Not your social media goals, your marketing goals. What's the past, present, future of that? What have you tried? What are you trying? What do you think you want to try? What is your digital marketing goals? Past, present, future of that. And then we do social. And a lot of people instinctively through letting them do this exercise, realize that these are disconnected. And what we do as a company is we create very custom KPIs, key performance indicators that we track weekly and we present monthly. I always tell people don't track your KPIs weekly. It's like checking your stocks every day. It's going to stress you out and not tell you the big picture. Right. And so with this educator 
I met her in this fantastic Goldman Sachs business program. Everybody should do it. Uh, it's called 10,000 Small Businesses. And she was instructed to do a newsletter, a uh, podcast, LinkedIn marketing, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And I said, I would never do that for myself, yeah. nor do I. And I get my referrals by the internet. I really don't, I get it from my network, but I have a higher chance of getting a referral from the internet than you do. Sure. And what you're doing would burn me out so fast. And yes. so I cannot, I cannot take you on as a client because I couldn't keep up with that. And you're already expressing overwhelm with things that aren't even involving getting on camera. Yeah. And so thinking about that big picture brand to create an internet brand is very expensive to create a local brand. It can actually be really affordable yeah. and local marketing kind of gets down to the basics. If someone here has a law degree, then they've seen different forms of marketing. And the beginning of my career was still buying phone book ads granted. <laughs> at the end of the phone book, but they worked. And you want to know why? Dermatology, skin oh, tags. Yeah. We were doing skin tag removal. And so oh their gosh. trusted source of information was the phone book. Oh my gosh. And that, it was our most effective platform. How did I know that? Because I made a custom phone number to find out who was calling, because calling was their favorite way to reach out, yeah. of course. Yeah. And we mm. made so much more money that way. And so yeah. not getting, not getting, being a deer in the headlights of social media is gonna save my business, because it won't. However, yeah. understanding that social media is the cheapest form of marketing right now, the return on investment is incredibly high. And yeah. so to your question, you know, if I sat down with a lawyer right now, you being in cannabis, I know, you know, is a whole can of worms that we, yeah. I lead the largest chapter of the largest social media networking groups called Social Media Club. And my vice president is in cannabis PR and has been for a long time. And so we always chat about an account getting shut down and like a space getting yes. shut down and people going bankrupt and all this stuff that yeah. sounds really complex. But for, if I had a local lawyer, I would just run hundreds of dollars of ads on Facebook. Yep. That's what I would yeah. do because the people who have the cash, who will reliably hire you, who have big money problems are still on Facebook. And yep. I would just run basically a funnel. I would make a commercial and I, I mean like a social media commercial. And then I would make a informational articles and then I would make a, some sort of uh, deal. Right. And you know, as, I would make a high scale version of a bus ad system where yeah. you're just, I don't know if you're seeing the Pernia law guy everywhere. He's a Persian lawyer who I live in little Persia. I've lived in Westwood. I met my husband working at UCLA, creating UCLA social media, still live in Westwood, started my company in Westwood. And he was a famous local Persian lawyer and he has blanketed the city. And oh my gosh. Yeah, I would blanket people's internet experience because it's incredibly affordable yeah. and just teach people who I am. And that's not organic because organic, meaning posting without boosting, posting without an advertising strategy is a really slow, really uphill battle and you are talking to the whole internet. And so yeah. you're going if you're a local business, you're missing out. 99% of the views on your content are useless. But with ads, yes. you can talk to your actual audience. Caveat, we no longer know who they are because of iOS 14. Because right. of that big update, right. that 
that targeting those that are living in a cookie list world is a lot more complex, but it's still more reliable geotag wise, cross interest wise than just shooting in the dark with no audience. Yes. Well, you know, that kind of brings up a lot and this kind of crosses over into the SEO world when you start talking about S- to the local search and all of that. But mm-hmm. it really is kind of a multi-layered combination between social media and then SEO pay-per-click. So would you recommend, I mean, the local, we've seen firms have so much crazy success with a combination of local boosting their local search optimization of their local profile combined with LSAs, which are local service ads for people who aren't familiar. And it's a great way because for lawyers, you get verified and Google Google guaranteed and you get yeah. this little check mark and then you get a different kind of advertising platform. So how have you worked into the, that kind of campaigns where you're doing local service ads combined with kind of social media work? And and do you have any tips for, for how that works together with that whole sort of being present and social as a, as a, I guess I was going to say a social media platform, but I don't know. Do you consider it SEO, social media, all of the above? Social is a two-way street. So if a, if there's a comment section, it's social. That's like okay. my shorthand. And if you're only talking at someone, then it's search or owned content. That has helped me so much is like yeah, oh, two-way street, right? Yeah. Yes. And so like those early you know, Quora, or not Quora, Discuss. Do you remember when the comment sections of articles were their own thing? I (laughs) was thinking this morning that my go-to source of information is Amazon reviews. Oh yeah, 100%, (laughs) yes. Even if I'm not gonna buy it on Amazon, the honesty and real people pictures of Amazon is my social media. The real people pictures are amazing. Like it can, my, so my daughter was looking for a lava lamp and she found this one that in the pictures looked amazing. And it had like these, it looked like it was jellyfish, but uh-huh. I'm like, in real life, it probably doesn't look like that. So we scroll down to the pictures and it was so corny looking. And she, all of a sudden she's like, oh no, that's not what I want at all. <laughs> so it can really kind of like, remove the curtain you go whatever that phrase is you kind of go behind the curtain and you kind of see the reality of whatever that thing is I love that yeah and remember that that's what your audience is looking for is honesty and so they're going to be digging for honesty about you yeah and remembering that things like reviews and things like to your point about SEO, if you have something negative as your top search result, then you're going to come up as something negative if you're on the top of that SERP. So for social plus SEO, I partner with a guy, he has the best calling card for SEO of all time. He shows up as the hottest guy in LA when you (laughs) search for it. And I have had people that have, you know, completely different search results than me because there's only so anonymous I can be on Google because I give them all my data. But you can open an incognito browser and almost always pictures and one of the top sites will be him. And I think that's like the best possible SEO card because how hard is it to rank for that? Like that is not an easy thing to rank for. And so we'll collaborate and depending on people's budgets, like we'll collaborate kind of with them. But I'll say a couple of things. One, every ad platform and every modern social media is based on Google's SEO. Yeah. So when you master that, taking all of those learnings, if you're paying for learnings, if you're doing learnings and incorporating it into your social media is super important. 
Captioning is considered one of the most current ways to take advantage of search engine optimization. And so everything you're learning in writing, you should be saying, captioning, fixing captions, and making sure captions are available because you're adding thousands, hundreds, dozens of keywords into the platform that it otherwise isn't automatically reading. That that is a caveat. TikTok is like very closed doors about how it works because it's not based in the US and doesn't have to be. So it's pretty well known that they're gonna be captioning you anyway. They're gonna internally, they're tracking what you're saying and that's why their algorithm is so good. But yeah. that's that's one way. So use your SEO learnings on social media. Facebook is indexed, but yeah. max about 30% of Facebook is indexed. And so understand that having a presence there is going to help you and will show up on your first page. And so if you're trying to bury something negative and not that like that you should approach anything unethical, but I know right. from working with brands like the Olympics and UCLA and CBS, haters will make a custom website just to tear you down. So I understand right, right. that world. Yeah. Plastic well, and surgeons. And this is just the way it is for lawyers too. I mean, there's always someone on the other side of every case and they get real angry and they come for you, whether you worked with them or not, mm. or you were opposing and you took money away from them. So yeah, this is just, this is just the world of lawyers wow. for sure. And so it's something that you have to assume is going to happen at a certain level of your experience and you just need to know how to respond. And get ahead of it. Start making yeah. sure that your SERP, your search engine results page, that very first page of Google and all the other platforms, but Google is by far the biggest one, make sure that it's filled up with things that are establishing you as a person. Um, things yeah. like podcasts, things like press interviews, things like your own content, mm-hmm. things like your website, things like your writing, especially yeah. writing for lawyers is such an advantageous way to to get in front of people and to become a resource pack it with hashtags work with an seo pro and then like i said pass those learnings on to your social media team so often social media unless you have like an in-house all marketing person which i know can be common they are locked out of the bigger picture of marketing And so they might not know that your goal is to sell this new service this year. I would hope that they do or that like a service just got updated or that the law has changed and that they could be making content about that law change, which would be the most advantageous thing SEO wise. And so, yes, we can sort of put it together like, oh, blog post change, website copy change website rebrand maybe we need to rebrand but syncing all of those efforts is something that the biggest companies fail to do and will actually fix your serp because it's going to associate you with the keywords that you currently want to be associated with yeah i will say one of the worst red flags when (laughs) going to look for a client is when they just keep kind of lobbying the ball back into my court and saying, well, you're the expert, Mm. you tell me. And it's like, Mm. okay, I know what I know, but I don't know your firm. And I don't know exactly everything you've just described. I don't know what the laws are. I'm not keeping track of what happened when you were on the phone with a client yesterday. I don't know what they're asking you when they first come in. So it really has to be this mutual understanding and mutual working of your content for it to be successful. And so even as far as like when I send a proposal and I have my terms in my proposal, it's, it's, it's called a mutual understanding. It's not called terms. 
It's I'm not just telling you and you're not just going to sort of take everything that I do. We have to have a conversation about this in order for it to be as good as it possibly can. The other thing I just wanted to add real quick to underline, you were talking about this captioning being such a key skill. And I find that over and over and over. So for example, this podcast has a YouTube channel and obviously we're getting into the shorts because that's the thing now. But the captioning and the thing to know there is that YouTube is Google, (laughs) in case everybody hasn't figured that part out already. Mm -hmm. So everything that you're doing on YouTube and especially with these shorts, this is Google. And so we're going into those captions and the hashtags and everything with the shorts and within our, obviously within our videos and everything, but especially these shorts, for whatever reason, Google is really shining a spotlight on that stuff. So those captions there are critical. So we do a lot of research on like, where are the hashtags? What are people searching for that obviously relate? Like I'm not going to, if people are searching for, I can't even think of a good example, but if they're searching for some totally unrelated topic, I'm not just going to throw that in to get useless traffic. You want it to have some meaning and and reason for doing that. But I just wanted to underline that for those people who I know are dipping their toe into YouTube, you definitely need to look at the shorts and then you definitely need to make sure you have a plan for that content and the captioning and the hashtags and all that stuff there because it's awesome. Our first mentee is TikTok famous now. Uh, And I mean, like makes TikToks for Disney and is just massive. And she has given us that advice because she was on TikTok. She needed to transfer her audience. And very quickly, she has a very perfect niche. Like she is, she has a perfect Venn diagram of two things that really meet well. And she found a lot of success on shorts. I love that you're bringing it up. And to your point, two things when i'm googling shorts show up now i don't know if you've seen this but shorts will now show up at the top of search i used to work i worked for a number of large tv companies running their social media and when i was at one company we were paid get ready for this ten thousand dollars per minute for going live on facebook oh my gosh that's amazing we were paid they facebook paid us well, as a as a job, as a young social media manager, if you if if I did two hundred and ninety nine minutes, which is a lot of live per month, yeah, I would lose the company ten grand. And so I got real good at teaching people who were used to scripted work to live stream. But also, the lesson here is that if somebody launches something new, they are going to lose money on it. And so yeah. that means that you get free eyeballs. And I don't want to scare people that are trying to have a really high ROI for low effort marketing, which is my favorite way to help people market. I just want you to be efficient. I don't want you to waste time on becoming a brand that everybody knows. You don't need to do that. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your money. However, if you have the flexibility, willingness, team, ideas, ability to cross post old content that you can then post over there. Anytime there's something new, they are going to dump money into it. Case in point, threads. Threads is is super fun for social media managers right now. It's like the original Twitter where social media managers are messing around. I've been in, I am followed by the LA Times there. It's like Clubhouse too. Like those early days when you just had instant access to early adopters. Yes. LA yes. Times meme account followed me. TechCrunch followed me. Big nice. brands are interacting. And so 
Does that matter to a lawyer? Absolutely not. Maybe. Does that matter to yeah. someone else? Right. Yeah. If you yeah. want to work with big brands, but those social media, you know, you got to think through who's are the decision makers on this platform or yeah. am I going to, are they one degree away? And right. as a creative and as someone who just needs to show that we're on new platforms, fine. Yes. And I'm, I'm a consultant, so I just need to know how it works. But just remember that something like shorts, Google is dumping and losing tons of money on that so that you get views so that you are getting the reward of feeling like it works. And so they're giving you free views. Go get them if you have any time for it. And to your point, also YouTube is forever. And so it's a library that will be there forever. So you, that is repeated returns. TikTok is similar by the way, but it's a new platform. So that's repeated returns on search for the rest of the life of your content. And it will only, the earlier you get in, the more you're associated. And YouTube doesn't really feel anything about recent posts. I'm getting shorts from a long time ago. And so think about that SEO, think about those captions. And to your point, you might even sh- it might even show up on your search engine results page, which is fantastic. Yes, awesome. Okay, so <laughs> it is time for the book review. <laughs> yes. So if you haven't checked it out, there's a library on our website with all of the book reviews from all the guests. And it's really Aww. a sweet library because for the most part, the books are in some way related to what we're talking about. And so there's lots of good books, lots. I'm a huge reader and lots of these books are things I've never read or heard of. And so it's always fun for me to add some to my list. So go check that out. But Mandy, what's the one that you are going to recommend and I love this one. I, I, you mentioned it before we started recording, so this is going to be a great conversation. But what's, yeah. what's your book for the, for the library today? Yeah, so it's Positioning, which is the original book that created the word positioning, which is a yes. really common PR and marketing word. Yeah. And what I love about this book, and I, I think it's perfect. I really wanted to mention it earlier because this conversation just so perfectly aligns with it. And the thing that I would leave everybody with is that marketing is not creating something, it is translating who you already are onto a platform. Oh, I'm, I just wanna repeat that because that was really good. I even put a little bookmark so we can make a short out of that one right there. But marketing is translating who you are onto the platform, mm-hmm. not just going out and seeing that your competitor is doing a thing on TikTok and so you mm-hmm. are gonna do that too. That has nothing to do with the definition that you just explained. I think that's so good. And you're already unique. You don't have to create something new. You are already you. And there may be some tweaking, but choose three things about you that are unique. That And the way that you do that is by listening to the conversations you're already having with people. Listen to how you manage people. Listen to how clients talk about you. And yeah. the other thing is go to a party and say, what are three words that you associate with me? Because yeah. if you're a founder, if you're a leader, of course, your personality traits are going to be translated into the company. Yeah. I'm five years in, 20 team members now, worked with The Atlantic and Elf on the Shelf, and through our iterations of our company, we have t- our like kind of guiding words are artistic, analytical, and approachable. So nice. we are really good at creative because I hire a lot of creatives in LA. I've got lots of actresses and writers and videographers who do this to supplement their amazing artwork. And so you're gonna get 
top-notch creative brains. However, if it's not clear, I'm a data nerd. I was a researcher at UCLA with an art degree. And so I like to (laughs) take, yeah, real facts. And I, so I know that data is reliable, but I don't let dashboards teach me how to market. Quantitative and qualitative. Social media is a social science. And so start listening to yourself. And whenever there's something that you repeat a lot, that's something that can go on social media because people don't, you don't want to bait and switch someone and pretend for me that we're in all data, uh, hardcore, like just nerd company, though we are that. We, I have leaned, my name's Mandy. Um, I'm located in Los Angeles. All my team members are like artsy, femme people, diverse people. We speak multiple languages. And so I want you to know that that's what you're going to get. And what has naturally happened by that is that people self-select out if that's not what they're looking for. Right, right. Which is And it saves you time and money. Yeah. It saves everybody sanity. So like we, we talked to a rev ops company, revenue operations, and they wanted something like spic, span, nerds, graphs, and we are capable of that. But if you don't want any flair, that's not our specialty. We're capable. And one of the things that's great about us is that we're really good to work with. And to me, social media is a marriage. You don't split until you split. Like it's not a project, it's a marriage. And so we're gonna gonna be together for a long time. And so if you want a company that takes care of its team, that makes beautiful work, then that's what you're gonna get from us. And I think understanding yourself and your value proposition, what you're bringing to people, and then just that's your buckets, artistic, analytical, approachable. Here's an example of our creative work. Here's an example of our results. And here's an example of what our team is like. Yes. I read this book, Positioning, probably more than 10 years ago. And the, the genius of this is really kind of at the core of the work we do also. And I feel like this is key to what most firms are missing is strategy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, and, and it's confusing and complicated to figure out strategy. So a lot of people just skip over that. And they're like, let's just run, skip ahead and go to these tactics. But until you know what your positioning are is, where you fit in that market, how you compare to your competitors, and you mm-hmm. hold that piece of ground, and I'll describe it kind of in that analytical way that you were, you were talking about too, where we're gonna do a chart and we're gonna say, okay, here is high quality, and here's some competitors over in this part of the chart, there's other competitors over here. Let's find a little hole in the, in the whole marketplace where you sit and you're gonna own that. You're not gonna try to be these other people because then you are that weird, desperate thing that we were talking about before on TikTok and not just TikTok, but everywhere, like on mm-hmm. your website. This is where firms come in and they instantly say, the first thing they say is, nothing feels quite right. I, you know, I, I'll know it when I know it. And it's like, no, it, it doesn't just happen. It's not just like clicking in place. That takes a lot of work and strategy. And what it comes back to is the positioning and that definition of where you sit in the market and how you compare and what makes you unique. And then everything flows from there. So your marketing, your social media, your messaging, how you show up at at networking events, all of that stuff will flow from there. And it should all fit and it should all seem easier after that point. So this is a really critical marketing book. Highly, highly recommend this one, even though like we talked about before, it's it's a little dated, like there's some funny case studies in there, Mm -hmm. but in a good way. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we'll uh, link to that book, put that on the library and on the show notes page. So, Mandy, what's one big takeaway? We talked about, we covered a lot of stuff. All the social media, the platforms, where, you know, LinkedIn and <laughs> the limitations over there. Yeah. But what's a big takeaway that you'd like people to get from this episode? My poor company hears this all the time. Vinegar, <laughs> Aber, Besser, less but better. Yes. Less but better. That's, it's kind of fascinating that, that you would say that from a perspective of social media, too, because that's not what you see oftentimes. Mm -hmm. It's just like this vomit of information, and it's just like coming at you way, way too much. But when it's done really well, you don't need, you don't need all that. Like, that just no. seems desperate kind of yeah and this is a design principle the original designer who modified the record player from a cabinet to the now common simple record player with a needle and an on button was asked like how did you do this revolutionary thing and he just shaved away every unnecessary piece and this minimalism and this design concept is really common but you'll be more sane if you focus on quality, to your point about doing what's authentic, authenticity is, yeah, is not pulling teeth. And if something isn't yeah. working or if it's really hard for you, then talk to your professional. And ideally, you feel like they get you and talk to them and say, what am I like? And yeah. how do we like, what are we like as a company? What are what's coming through and what works? Like, what are people asking? And then yeah just do less. It's right. It, how can I make this easy today? That yes. phrase, I used to, I used to overwork and overdo because I thought that was how you succeed. But if you can make it easier for you, everybody's better. You're better. Yeah. You manage better. Mm -hmm. And people need simplicity. They don't yeah. need to know all 10 versions of you, all 10 of your interests. They need an easy association with you. So take a couple of things that work in the market and feel authentic and then just do less. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I feel like I look a lot of times, I'm very into like lists and action items and to do things and all that. And if something sits on my list for a little too long, then I just question it. So maybe just take mm -hmm. a look. Like you don't necessarily have to get rid of it. You don't need to, but just take a look and say, why, why is that? Why can I not get that thing done? Or <laughs> like you were saying earlier, why is this feeling painful? Why do I not want to do this thing on social media? There's a mm -hmm. reason and you mm -hmm. just need to kind of question it. And maybe it's just not a good fit. Maybe that's just not like, you're just not feeling it for whatever various reasons or whatever that thing is. A lot of times what I find is it's like work that I just can't stand doing. So I have to find someone who's gonna help me get that done. So if social mm -hmm. media feels that way for you, we've got the people, <laughs> we, got, we can cover you. <laughs> but either way, whatever that thing is on your to-do list, just get it, move it, make that, make that momentum mm -hmm. happen in one way or the other maybe it's taking it off maybe it's you know sending it to somebody else maybe it's just kind of questioning what's going on there but make that happen so awesome mandy hoskinson is the owner of zole a digital marketing agency in la thank you so much for being here gosh we covered so much good stuff today that was an awesome episode thank you it was a ton of fun and i can't wait to hear what you make today and beyond 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.